Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Hey everybody, how you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to the Broad Street Hockey Locker Room post game. My name is Bill Matz. I'm your director of fun and games for the evening. Uh, I finally just decided to lean into it and say the team is bad. Uh, I know a lot of people. Can you all hear me? Can someone just put in a discussion if you can actually hear me? I'm pretty sure you can, but I just want to make sure. Uh, and then we can actually get going. Uh, it, it, yes. Okay. Excellent. That's good timing there. We're not as uh, the comments aren't as delayed here as they are on uh, on Twitch either. All right. So, yeah, I'm finally just going to lean into it. And this team is not good. There's no other way to say it. I don't know what's wrong with the mix. I don't know if it's just a weird season. I believe this team to have enough talent, even with their defensive deficiencies, which we will get into, even with the goaltending playing the way it is, this team is good enough to compete more than they are. And when I say compete, I mean fight back. Uh, They don't. They're just not tough enough. I don't need them to go out and get into three fights every single game. Uh, I think sometimes they need to stick up for their teammates a little more. Uh, it can get overblown, but in this situation, I think it's just like it indicates a bigger problem with this team. Their toughness is isn't just lacking in the eh, Sean Couturier is getting mugged. No one does anything about it. Uh, it. It's more than just that. That's just a demonstration of their lack of toughness. Another place it really shows up is the first two periods of this game. They just don't have the heart to get to the front of the net. Like, they can't get to the slot. They can't fight through traffic. They can't get to the high-danger areas. When they dump the puck in, they lose the races. They lose the battles. It's all part of a bigger issue. This team is not tough enough. Uh, And also, they need to hit and fight more. Like, not just drop the gloves for the sake of dropping the gloves, like the staged fights we used to see all the time. I just Like, they just don't seem to have it in them to, like answer back it shows even when they do score a goal the 12th time this season within two minutes of scoring a goal they give up a goal that's inexcusable you should gain momentum from scoring you should be happy about it and want to replicate it it shouldn't be a wake-up call every single time to the other team uh it's it's freaking embarrassing this team right now uh they made it interesting at the end and that's all well and good but it really was just reminiscent of those Flyers teams that just weren't good a couple of years ago. Uh, I I made a joke on Twitter like, oh, yeah, Jake and Giroux start out on a line with a good fourth liner, and Giroux uh, finally finds the back of the net with that one-timer. Did I actually time travel? Uh, But it was the effort tonight was very reminiscent of those bad teams. Play like shit for two periods, have a furious comeback at the end. Maybe you make it a game, maybe you don't, but – this team has the talent to compete. They have the talent to be in these games and they're just taking themselves out of it. Whether it's 
a lack of desire, whether it's just some guys are hurt. Like I, I have trouble believing at this point, Ivan Provorov isn't hurt I, for the sake of what I think he is. And for the sake of what he's going to need to be when he reaches the prime, the prime of his career, which is like not that far away. Um, I hope he's hurt, not because I want him to like be injured, but because man, if this is another step in his progress, he is regressing. And that is uh it's, it's honestly scary for the pro prospects of this team that uh, they're surefire you know bullseye prospect and Ivan Provorov guy who was definitely going to be a top pair defenseman just does not look at it look right now but yeah I mean it's it's bigger than that like I said I, I really think this team's issue is just an inability to bear down and focus for three periods and just give you that honest work that getting to the front of the net is hard, but you have to do it. Getting passes through, puck handling through traffic, beating somebody one-on-one, all of these things are hard. Yet the uh, Flyers' opponents don't seem to have trouble doing them on a regular basis, and the Flyers need mad scrambles at the end just to make these things games. It's very frustrating. I know uh, I'm just at the point where I'm writing them off for this year. I'm always going to be a fan. I'm always going to watch. I'm always going to be here for post games, but it's, um, it's disheartening to watch them play this way. And a season in which I expected them to finish no worse than second in the division. I'm now kind of like, they're going to be lucky to make the playoffs. Now they could turn this thing around. Like I said, I think they're good enough talent wise. There's just something else missing here. Uh, the depth just isn't coming through. Maybe it was crazy of us to expect literally anything out of Provorov and Limblom this year. This was just they're getting their feet wet, reacclimating themselves season. Um, but the veterans have been good for the most part. You know, Giroux has been really good. Uh, Voracek has had his moments, but he's been pretty damn solid this season. Uh, Kevin Hayes has been up and down, but I'd say he's been solid. Not not as flashy or fun as last year, but solid. Um it's it's just uh, there's just something missing on this team and I really can't put it into words right now. All right, you've heard me ramble enough. It's a Saturday night. I got beers to drink. Let's get to your comments. Uh from Warren Brody, I am speechless. Fan since 1970, need a third goalie apparently. Yeah, when when I saw that they uh brought Felix Sandstrom up um to the taxi squad and sent Alex Lyon down to the AHL, I Figured that just meant Alex Lyon's recall and a start or two for Alex Lyon was imminent. They wanted to get him some AHL time, so we'll see where that goes. But, man, are you, like, excited to see Alex Lyon start a game? I'm not. I'm ex- I'm not excited. I'm hoping that just some rest and some time to reset for Carter Hart and Brian Elliott do them good and they can get back to what they should be as a tandem and individually. Uh, but like Alex Lyon starts, that seriously reduces your chances of winning a game. So maybe they do need to find a stopgap goalie just for a little bit, considering the schedule. He'll, he'll get use. The forwards, especially Patrick Konechny and Voracek, give the puck away too often. I mean, in the Voracek instance, yes, Voracek has a ton of um, he has a ton of turnovers. Yeah, I get it, but it's it's in it's in the hope of making a play. Like you know, what else is a turnover that doesn't get called a turnover? A dump in that nobody is even close to like nobody is even close to retrieving. So I, I don't love the way turnovers and things are calculated. Now, Konechny, uh Patrick, they're not making enough plays 
to uh, to make up for those turnovers. But in, in, in Voracek's instance, yes, he's extremely frustrating sometimes. But I do think it's just a matter of having the puck on his stick and looking to make plays a lot. And he does make a lot of them. Have you ever seen D-men literally watching opposing players fly by them like this? No, and it's even it's even more it's it's even more frustrating. Like you might be talking about the ghost thing tonight on the uh the loose puck where he had to transition from back to forward and by that point he was burned. You might not be, but let's talk about that. Like, yeah, I would like ghost to keep stride with that guy, but when you're skating backwards and transitioning another guy is a full steam ahead forward like the biggest problem on that play to me was uh, first of all the turnover that led to it and then um brian elliott showing his true colors uh defending <laughs> defending the xfinity logo on the backboards instead of the net uh nate prosser's angle and the recovery was terrible so there's a lot of things that went about went poorly there what really troubles me with the defenseman is like your home your home is the front of the net. You want to defend your home. Like your goalie is there. The guy who you do anything for. It's the fucking goalie. They don't defend the front of the net a little bit. Uh, Ghost tried tonight, got muscled out, but it was on the fourth of the fifth Washington goal. There's just a guy streaking through, gets his stick on it. Like he could have set up shop there and nobody would have defended him. There's just a bunch of defensemen looking around. Like if you don't see a guy. If you don't have a man, if there, if you're not standing directly next to somebody, that means that someone is open and you should go find them. It's it's blowing my mind that they don't they just don't react to wide open forwards charging the front of the net. Uh, every time I watch this team, I spend the next three hours mad. Just kind of monitored it tonight while watching other stuff. Good for you, Barry. Uh, that's probably a. That's a healthy way to do this is probably, especially on nights like tonight. It's Saturday night. If you have other shit to do, uh, I get it. You know, (laughs) Bill, this team is good on paper. It's clear that something needs to change, whether it's the coaching staff or the roster. Yeah. And like, I don't know what sort of coaching changes would make a difference at this point. They need to make a move. They need to make some sort of shake things up move. Uh, The guys in this locker room need to be woken up. Uh, there needs to be an injection of energy, an injection of skill, an injection of just something different. Just seeing another face, a fresh face in the locker room, maybe freshens things up, wakes them. I don't know, but they need something. It's it's um, The way they're playing is unacceptable, and the GM should feel that way. I, I, I know you want to protect your assets. I know you have to worry about the expansion draft, but at a certain point, you can't accept this level of play. You're you don't you don't have enough coming in the pipeline to wait for later. Like right now is your best chance. You have nobody coming that's going to replace Giroux. You have nobody coming that's going to replace Voracek. You have nobody coming. Like Sean Couturier is not thirty yet, but he ain't young. Like you have nobody coming who's going to replace these guys. You still you need to do something to give this core a chance because you've never given this core a chance before. Uh, this is the first time last year in this season are the first time they ever had enough good players to actually compete. Uh, now. They're showing you they need more. You need to go get them more. I think people aren't being hard enough in general on this team. This isn't a bad couple of games. They've been playing bad all season. They somehow won the games in the beginning of the year, but now they are losing, but the play is the same. Ah, I lost your comment. I got to get back to it. This is, it's very, it's, it's annoying 
uh, locker room that I'm speaking through a microphone plugged in my laptop, but I still have the room opened on my phone and have to look at the comments there. It's uh, it's quite annoying. But anyway, back to Kyle Bendel's uh, comment here. I think people aren't being hard enough in general on this team. This isn't a bad couple games. They've been playing bad all season. They somehow won the games in the beginning of the year. But now they are losing, but the play is the same. When they play well is the outlier. Yeah, I think – like come leading into the COVID break, I thought the process was really starting to improve. Uh, I really thought that they were starting to show that they were playing the right way uh, and coming out of it a little bit. I, I I thought they played some good games. Like they were seriously undermanned and had some huge, you know, uh, letdowns in, in certain spots. But in general, I thought they were playing well. They were starting to turn things around. But now this is like some of the problems are the same. But suddenly the goalies are bad, and the goalies were good to start the year. Um, like, the scoring has dried up a little. They're still getting – I mean, they end up with four tonight, they, it's, but it's not coming – like, it, when it's 5-2 and then you score a couple of goals, like, did you actually make it a game, or did, does, it, does it just look like it in the box score, you know? It, it, stop putting yourself in three-goal holes. I think people uh, – people – People being hard on the team has nothing to do with how the team plays. Like, they need to play well. I mean, it's fucking hockey. There's only 11 people paying attention anyway. Like, they they just need to – it has nothing to do with how people are reacting to them. It's how they're – they just need to be better. It's a problem, like they said on the air, about giving up a goal within the next two minutes of scoring a goal 12 times it has happened this she- season. Yeah, absolutely. It's a huge freaking problem. Uh, it's it's it speaks to their lack of toughness and their lack of focus because it's it's their it's, it's their attention to detail that really kills them. Like defending the front of the net is not a, a novel concept. It's an easy thing like getting into the slot, getting pucks and fighting to get pucks into the high danger areas is is a simple detail of the game. Like this isn't this isn't complicated shit here and they're just not getting to that. Uh Barry Hauser sellers at the deadline uh, for to what end? Like I don't, it does them no good to sell. What do they? What do they have to sell? I, uh, Lance Heidenshaw. We have to have someone better than Braun in the minors. Man, I've been a Braun defender a lot. Uh, that failed clear in overtime to uh, or in overtime. Oh, the failed clear on the penalty kill tonight uh, was like I can't imagine a cleaner look at a at a clear that you just totally totally uh just whiffed on I, I don't know what the hell happened like a stick comes in at the end but maybe that maybe that affected you know his ability to it to really put something on the puck but the thing is you had time to clear it before that and if you take one more stride uh if you feel the guy bearing down on you take one more stride and you have the time and space for a good clear again uh, and that all leads to the Ovechkin goal against which of uh of course was set up by you know, a turnover in the offensive zone on a power play to begin with uh, that led to Sanheim taking a penalty. So it's it's just a comedy of errors tonight. Why is Ghost the best goalie on the team right now? That was another joke I made on Twitter. Like, we joke about Ghost being uh, playing net, but shit, man, they played Samuel Moran and Mark Friedman at forward in an outdoor game. Like, are we that far off at this point? Said this earlier tonight, Farabee has entered a new level to me. I wouldn't throw him into a trade unless it was something big, like real big. No, you don't have – I mean, 
you don't have anyone who does with Far- you can't trade Farabee. I mean, like, yeah, if you're getting a legit like star, sure, but you can't trade Farabee right now. Like, let, let me ask you this question: outside of outside of Sean Couturier and the way JVR is playing right now, uh, but like JVR isn't exactly a prime age athlete. How many prime aged players that are line one caliber are on this team right now? The answer is one: Sean Couturier. Like that is it. Um, it, it, you you can't move Farabee. Like he is a line one scoring winger. You can't you can't get rid of him. Need goaltending to step up. If you score four goals, you should win this game. I mean, in essence, yeah, the goaltending absolutely needs to be better. Let's let's start with that. Absolutely, Lance, you're hundred percent of you're hundred percent right about if you uh, the goaltending needs to step up. It does. Like Brian Elliott was shit tonight, which is predictable given. His history, he's a very good tandem goalie, a very good backup, and then when you lean on him, he wears down and he eventually gets hurt. You see it tonight, like unable to control that rebound, boom, Washington's up one nothing right away. Shit like that. Um, the the uh, That goal where he's two feet out of the net tonight, I, like – I. It's a, it's a joke how far out of the net he was. I said like he was he's being a true flyer and defending Xfinity more than the goddamn net because the Xfinity logo on the backboards. Like I, I just that was that was ridiculous. Uh, but in terms of scoring four goals, you should win. Like they didn't uh, the way this game played out. It's not like they this was a shootout. Like this wasn't a back and forth affair where it was just the goalie that let you down and you lose by one. Like, no, they scored those goals in desperation because they were losing, like because of how shittily they had played. They then had to like pull the goalie and do a bunch of stuff late in the game out of desperation. So I don't really see it as like, oh, you score four, you should win. Yes, in general. But the way this game played out, it's not like it was the goalie's fault. The goalie absolutely both goalies, honestly, have been letting them down. Uh, but that's, like, I don't necessarily see that in this one. If they expect Giroud to help carry this team, then fucking give him the same line mates for longer than one game. Yeah, it's they're just trying to keep that top line together, and in doing so, searching for literally anything that'll work um, in the other three lines, and they're just having a lot of trouble. Maybe Drew Voracek and Patrick can get something going. Like I'm an NAK fan on a fourth line. I don't need NAK being anywhere but on a fourth line, though. Uh, obviously, you know Patrick doesn't appear to be anything special, but maybe on a wing with those two guys uh, for a couple of games, they can get something going. Nolan Patrick scores a goal tonight. His first time in 18 games, he registers a point on the score sheet. That's nice to see. Maybe that'll help him out, but. This team's just missing something. Yeah, I agree, though. There's a lot of continuity issues. There's a lot of chemistry issues with this team right now. Um, they like Hayes, TK, and Lawton together because they've had success in the past. Um, they love the top line, obviously. They've been good this year. But, you know, they need – they just need to – you're right. They need to stick with something, especially with Giroux at center. Like – it's not his strongest position anymore. He's he can and maybe on a third line uh, with those sorts of matchups, uh, he can sort of carry a line. But give him give him a little bit more help. I, I think putting him and Voracek together and maybe Patrick that could be something for them.
It was obvious in the first period Elliott was cooked. Why wasn't he replaced after the first period? I thought there was a chance they would have pulled him after the first, but like you're all you're also in a in a situation where you're trying to help Carter Hart get his head straight and help Carter Hart get his game back, and they think he needs time. Uh, obviously, the game plays out; they have to pull Elliott, but um, it's they're in a tough situation right now. Elliott's been overworked and Hart isn't like Hart needs to hit reset. They don't have a third option. That's why I said like, do not be surprised when you see Alex Lyon next week. This is advertiser content brought to you by Frito-Lay. Hello, I'm Chip Murphy here to get you ready for the big tournament. Tonight we'll break down. We break down who will be cutting cut. What are you two doing? Sorry, Chip. Prez here got his feathers ruffled when I told him Ruffles has zero chance of winning the title. And I was letting Dip know that she is not taking into account Ruffles' iconic ridges. Guys, it's March. We have to start talking about the tournament. We are. It is the 2023 Frito-Lay Snack-It. We're talking about big-time matchups between Cheetos, Smart Food, Lay's, Sun Chips, and more. Just head to the Frito-Lay Snack Bracket and vote for your favorite chip, pretzel, or dip for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. This sounds great. Keep up the good work. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void wherever hit Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Uh, Fletcher said we refine on D after Islander series. No changes to D. Unbelievable. I mean, they tried all they tried all offseason to find a defenseman. That's why they ended up going and finally just signing Eric Gustafson. Um he he knew that there were issues on defense. He just was unable to address them, given their given their cap constraints. And listen, with free agents, they have to want to come here. <laughs> it's it, I, Fletcher needed to do a better job, one hundred percent. But I do think like he didn't say, "Oh yeah, we're fine." Like, I do think there was a um, there was a impetus. Or, there was like an attempt to get a defenseman, and that's why they just finally just said, "Screw it," and got Gustafson. Uh, but you can't just give up there. Like you need to constantly be trying to fix this thing. And that's where he needs to step up now. Um, just saying, oh, the players have played themselves into a situation where you can't add or something like that. That, that just lets the GM off way too easy. The GM built this fucking thing. So it's, it's on him to fix it. Like it's not, it, I don't want to absolve the general manager here. Like, oh, they've played themselves out of position to really want to go by. No, you built a team that played itself out of position to really want to go by. So go by again. Like, I, yeah. I am very upset with um I'm very upset with uh the way Chuck Fletcher is handling this defense right now, but I don't think um in the off season he was just like, ah, screw it, we're okay. I think he tried, he just failed. This team is more frustrating than the mid twenty tens teams. Yeah, because those teams weren't built to win. Like they weren't supposed to win. It was let's see what G and Jake do, and if we make the playoffs, we make the playoffs. If we don't, we don't. Like it was Ron, it was Ron Hextall trying to collect assets and build a foundation. Like this team is supposed to win, and they just fucking can't right now. Couldn't believe nobody stepped up. Where do you, uh, Johnny Dyer? Couldn't believe nobody stepped up for Coots. Oh wait, yes I could. How does his teammate? How do his teammates look him in the face? It's really getting, it's really getting embarrassing. Like again, I don't think you need to after every hit challenge someone to fight or anything like that. 
But when, like, your best player, Sean Couturier is far and away this team's best player, is getting mugged, you have to do something. Like, it's 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 obvious other teams have taken notice of this now, that they can get away with fucking anything against this team. There's There's no answer whatsoever. It's bad when Jonesy and JJ are saying on air that this team isn't hitting enough. Yeah, and it's like the physicality, I think, is just more than hits. Like you need playing physical is fighting through traffic to get to the front of the net to get those dirty goals. It's winning battles down low to fish out pucks. It's winning races and then taking the hit to be able to make a play. Like all of those things are physicality, and they just they just don't have it right now. Jacob uh, Senchak says, I'm sad, guys. That's all. I'm just sad. That's halfway through this one. I transit like being able to just make sarcastic jokes on Twitter really helps me because I'm a person who likes to laugh at tragedy. That's how I get through it. Now, this isn't exactly a tragedy, but we all invest a lot of time and emotion in this team. And sometimes you just have to laugh, but it's getting to the point where like, oh, yeah, not only are we bad, but. Here's Sean Couturier getting cross-checked while he's laying on the ice and no one's doing shit. Like, God damn it, we're the fucking Broad Street Bullets. Like, Dave Schultz's name hangs in our rafters in the Flyers Hall of Fame. And <laughs> this is this is how, who we are now. It's Again, I don't think you need to be a bunch of goons out there. I don't think they need a Ryan Reeves. I just think they need a tougher mentality. Like, they just don't have it right now. Uh, where'd that comment go? Because I think I liked it. Uh, Johnny Dyer, are we getting a glimpse of what Ron Hextall's Penguins will look like with this Flyers team? That'd be awesome. Yeah, that's, um, I, I realize they still have some guys uh, who haven't come along yet, but man, um, and yeah, obviously it's different. Like if Patrick turns out, if Limblom's good to go, we, we look at Hextall's drafting a little bit differently. Um, but man, after all that, what are we really left with? Like after that whole process, which I agreed with, they needed to do what they did uh, and not just go for it every year. Keep buying, keep chasing your tail. Uh, Cause like the first half of Holmgren's tenure as GM was like objectively awesome to steal another Phillies phrase. Uh, but it's when Holmgren like really started chasing his tail when he didn't have enough to win, but was like, no, we can keep, we can buy our way into this thing. And suddenly it's, yeah, let's give up assets and give a contract extension to Andrew McDonald because he's a player I've heard. Like, it, it just got out of hand. And finally, Hextall stepped in and said, "We, it's not going to work. We have to try it a different way. And I agreed with all of that. But, man, what are we really left with? Like, the best players on this team were the guys who were already here um, eight fucking years ago or however long it was. So, yeah, hopefully Hextall's, like, to, uh, to answer your question, it would be awesome if – like Hextall's uh Hextall's drafting acumen wasn't nearly as great as we thought it was a few years ago when we were looking at this team's pool of prospects and going, Oh my god, look how deep we're gonna be. Like, remember how great we thought this defense was gonna be? Like Moran and Hag, and that those are homegrown picks, but just like Moran and Hag and then Sanheim, and then we signed this guy Myers and we drafted Provorov. Like, oh my God. Yeah, none of it's it's all right. We're all right. Some of those guys, you know. Holmgren drafted Ghost too. Like he's our best defenseman right now. 
Ghost has been up and down. He's been more good than bad, I'd say. And he, he still has plenty of bad in games, too. I'm not saying he's been like a Norris candidate or anything, but Ghost is his team's best defenseman right now. He is the best hockey player listed on, on the roster as a defenseman, plain and simple. Um, I, I don't know where Provorov's ability is gone, but it's, it's, getting, it's getting, a little, getting a little scary with him. Uh, Kyle Bendel, God damn it. Kyle Bendel, I love Lawton, but can we agree that he shouldn't have more minutes than Jeru Farabee and Voracek? AV has had some questionable deployment. Yeah, it's using him on that second line. Like, I really liked him. That uh, when, when Couturier was out and they were mixing and matching the lines and um, Lawton was the 3C between, I, I guess you could even call him the 2C, between Farabee and JVR, like, it looked good. But when you when you're using Lawton on that second line with Hayes and TK, he's going to get more ice time. Um, you know, then Giroux and Voracek when they're your third liners. But Charlie O'Connor brought up an interesting point on Twitter, like as part of utilizing Giroux and Voracek, especially Giroux, who are older guys, a lot of miles on them, a lot of ice time over the last decade. With this crazy schedule that they're in, again, I say it every show, but they're in the midst of a 40-game and 71-day stretch are they trying to conserve Giroux a little bit uh, by deploying him as a third liner? Even though they're using him at center, they're using using him as a third line. I wonder maybe if trying to preserve him a little bit for the stretch run uh, is part of their thinking. That said, there ain't going to be no stretch run if it keeps going like this. They suck right now. They're absolutely fucking terrible. Did you see any improvement in Hart's game tonight? Eh, not really. I mean, it's going to take more than a day or two. Uh, but the way they played in front of him on some of the goals, it's hard to judge. The game's over when he comes in. Eh, you know, he, he he didn't lose it for him by any means, but it was over when he came in. So, like, I don't think this situation is how you can judge him at all because he's just working through shit right now. On a And he can't, comes into a game, he's in mop-up duty. Like, if... if if Elliot wasn't so old and injury prone, I would leave him in to absorb the beating tonight and just go, I don't care if you don't have it. You gotta, you kind of just got to take the beating for us tonight because we can't put heart in, but you can't let Elliot get hurt because then you don't have another fucking goalie. So you kind of had to pull him, even though, you know, it's a, uh, it's a bad situation in net right now. Uh, Jim RC, they really need to clean. They really need to clean up their passes. They rush a play and just throw it in the traffic. That's that's really evident. Uh, I thought last game it really showed itself on a uh, Jeru's behind the net gets the puck to uh, to Voracek on the opposite side, and Lindblom's coming around. He's coming around to step slow, and someone needs to step into the slot sooner. But Voracek just throws it into the slot. It goes the other way capital score like that was a what's say Saturday so that was Thursday's game but I I definitely see like they're passing and it comes down to chemistry honestly like the lines are getting mixed and matched so much I don't think anyone outside of Jake and G because they've played together so goddamn much really has any chemistry together um Farabee and JVR chemistry is pretty evident uh, has been all year they seem to really play well to uh seem to really play well with each other and Couturier you know he can play with anybody for what he does so that line obviously that line has been good but everything else has just kind of been in the blender and I think that really plays a part of it 
could have had Chara for 700. Uh, where'd that go? Uh, Lance Hayden Shaw again. Uh, could have had Chara for 795K. I'd rather have him than the Gus Bus for 3.5 mil or however much we're paying him. I think it's only three, but point taken. Yeah. Um, I too would rather have Zdeno Chara. I wonder if, like, like he just saw the caps as more of a contender than I, maybe he would have come here. I don't know. Uh, I can't believe they didn't at least call on him though. Like if the, his best offer was 795k, did like if Fletcher didn't go, we'll give you a million, um, you know, one goddamn million dollars to come here uh, over uh, under 800k, what he signed for with the caps, then that's just a that is a. a, a negligence and an absolute failure on Fletcher's part. But I'm wondering if it was like he wanted to play for the Caps for whatever reason. He likes Peter Laviolette or he just saw them as more of a contender than the Flyers. I don't know. Um, you know, wanted to play with Ovi. Who's to say? But um, yeah, if if they didn't at least check in on him, that's a huge failure. failure. And uh, choosing Eric Gustafson over him, that's just my God. I don't know if anyone has asked yet, but the beer of the night is a Kate May snag and drop. Needed a 10 percenter after that one. Warren Brody, the GM, is a bystander. And that's kind of uh, it's kind of what the team is right now. Like they are a bunch of puck watchers. It's what they just sit there and watch. They react and react slowly. They never dictate. Justin Schultz was a free agent uh, and went to the Caps. Yeah. Um, I just, I, they were free. I just, if, if someone doesn't want to come here, they don't come here. I, I guess you could get into a bidding war for guys. They needed to upgrade the defense and failed. I just wonder, wonder, um, like where the caps just thought of kind of, this is their, this is their final, like they're kind of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you know, um, like this is a bunch of veterans joining this team, an already pretty good team. Uh, some veterans jumping in. Like this is their last hurrah for for this group of guys. Um, you know they'll they'll continue to be good for a few years, but they're a lot more like the O four Flyers than the current Flyers. Like a bunch of veterans kind of getting a last couple of shots than um, a, a team just starting to be able to compete, which is what the Flyers are. Last year is the first year the Flyers have had a roster that was built to compete in close to a goddamn decade. Have Bob, uh, have Bob Clark addressed the team re sticking together. I got to imagine like Bobby Clark's around, isn't he? Like he's around a lot. Give me some positivity before you sign off. Patrick's goal ghost is back. Those sweet St. Patrick's day sweaters. All right, let's start with the St. Patrick's day sweaters. I get really annoyed by practice jerseys and warm up jerseys. Wear them in a game. Like wear them in a game, mix it up, do something different. Like the the uh, like cancer awareness jerseys, the purple ones, those are cool. Wear those one time. They auction them on their their warm up jerseys. They get auctioned off for charity. That's all well and good. You know what would make them more valuable for auctioning for charity? If somebody wore it in a goddamn game, like wear the world isn't going to end if you wear different colors a couple of times a season. Like it, it, it just won't. And honestly, they don't even deserve orange and black at this point, the way they're playing. Uh, more of that, though. Patrick's goal, it was nice. It, it, he gets some puck luck finally. Maybe that's going to start coming around for him. But, you know, he just needs to be a whole lot better. Maybe this is a jumping off point for him. I hope it is. They very badly need him to be a productive player. But I'm not, uh, I'm not holding out hope anymore that Patrick is anything special. 
I just hope he can fucking play a little bit. Uh, and the ghost is back. Yeah. Um, that's cool. I, I, you all know I'm a huge Shane Gosses Bear fan. He's been bad for a few years now. If he is part of a, a trade package going somewhere else, as was rumored earlier this week, well, his value's high. Uh, that said, he's like one of their few good players right now. So I don't actually, like I'm losing uh, interest in parting with him. That said, um, this team needs some sort of shakeup, some sort of something different because they just aren't good enough right now. Uh, Jeffrey, Wa- Jeffrey Wobler, Wa- Jeffrey Walber, uh, still got half the season left and we're in contention. I'm okay with them being off at this point in the season, give them time to heat up in time for a deep playoff run. And that's absolutely, um, uh, that's absolutely one way to look at it. Like, I'm not, I, I don't think your optimism is misguided. Like some people are just like, I was earlier, uh, just optimistic for the sake of it. I do think there's something to Every team goes through a slide. No one's great all year. Um, Every team has some sort of adversity. Like, think about – and teams that, like, think about the goddamn Tampa Bay Lightning from a couple years ago, like, have the best season since, what, the 95 Red Wings or something and get swept in the first round. Like, a team that didn't face adversity all year, walked through everybody, they're out in four in the first round of the playoffs against, like, a – barely competent eight seeds. So, you know, there is something to the idea that they're just off right now. When you look around the league, there are other teams that are going or have recently gone through a similar little slide after some early success. Um, What's concerning, though, is we were never really happy with the way they were playing, except for, like, again, a little, a, a small amount of time right before the COVID break, and then like a little bit after that when they got the roster back and that was really it. And then things started to go downhill again. So it's hard to, uh, it's hard to find positives, but I do think there is something to that. But in order for this team to bounce back, I don't think it's just going to be this group of guys. I think something else has to happen. Uh, A a trade of some kind to shake things up and wake this team up uh, is necessary for them to pull themselves out of this. Cause I don't, they're not this bad. Like they are not this bad. They might not be as good as we thought, but they're not this fucking bad. And uh, I just, they need something else that they don't have right now. Got to be optimistic, Bill. If there's no time on the clock, if there's, if there's time on the clock, we have a chance. Absolutely. I mean, listen, I was, I was down in them on them all game, but you know, I'm rooting for them to score at the end and tie the thing up and get a point. I still would have come in here and complained, but I'd rather have the point than not. Of course, they don't get it, so they don't get the point. Uh, but I, I'm I'm a fan of this team. That's why I call myself a fanalist. Like I don't pretend to be some unbiased journalist. I want them to do well, and I'm going to be optimistic when I see reasons for optimism. Right now, I think, in order to look at this thing optimistically, it has to start with something being shaken up. All right. Good show tonight, everybody. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for hanging out. We are going to wrap it up there. So uh, let me go through my little spiel here. If you haven't already hit that subscribe button, just search broad street hockey, wherever there are podcasts and boom content content daily. It's that simple. Um, We make it so simple that we think you could return the favor with a five-star review. It's real easy. You know, you're on your podcast device like right now. That's how you're listening to this unless you're live. Uh, just go right into that little uh, little application where you're listening to this. 
Click write a review, give us five stars, say some nice things. It really helps us out, and it placates my ego a little bit. I'd appreciate it personally. All right, that's it. That's all the time we have. Uh, Thank you all. I will be back for the game on Monday night. So until then, have a great weekend, everybody.